This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch! Yeah, All right, we're halfway home on a Monday. Fired up to be back in here uh, this morning. Yesterday felt like it lasted forever. I was telling Pauly, I was getting the itch to get back. Um, a lot of good stories to tell. Had a lot of fun over the weekend. Ate a lot of deviled eggs, mostly. Uh, but I, I, yes, I would look up at the clock and be like, it's got to be 3 o'clock. It was 10 a.m. I, I woke up at 5 a.m. every single day of the break, so I didn't get any extra sleep or rest. But it was nice not having to you know, come up with content for a couple of days. But, boy, the sports gods did not disappoint. So many sports to talk about. We did. Too and many. Uh, thanks again, by the way, to uh, Steve Brokaw from the locals on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Fan hotline, save money the right way with premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Good stuff. I The one thing I didn't ask that I wanted to, and I don't know the answer to this, if the United States does win tomorrow, they will play likely either the Netherlands or Ecuador in the knockout round. I don't know which one's like tougher, though. Like, Who are we hoping to get and have a better chance to beat and is it, in the round of 16? Is it single elim? It's then single elimination. Ooh, mama see. The games will go all, you know, to overtime just, and then penalty kicks. Ha- hoping to get there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... With- it's funny because it really is. If they get to the knockout round, That's it's a, considered a successful cycle. And by cycle, that means a full four years and the coach and everything is like, okay, you did your job. You got us to the World Cup. You got us through the, the group stage to the knockout round. You did a pretty good job. You know, well done. If they don't get through the group stage, the cycle is considered a bit of a failure. 
So it all comes down. Four years basically comes down to one game tomorrow, whether USA Soccer is doing their job or not. Yeah. Question for you. So if if Iran loses, they're out. If the U.S. loses, they're out. If there is a draw, are they both out? No, Iran's, Iran's in with a draw. Iran's in with yeah. a draw. That was, oh, see, that was okay. part of Steve's okay. point, that is that Iran can play for the tie. They'll play for a tie. They can just... just Get in front of the goal and try to keep it zero zero as long as Got possible. It. You know, make the U.S. get the pressure, pressure, and they can try to just counterattack and yep. pick up a cheap goal somewhere. That gives them a bit of an advantage. Now, if the United States finds a way to score early, though, changes everything because then Iran is the desperate team, and the United States can go, "Hey, we don't need to win by six; we just need to win by one, and all we need is the one, and then we're good, and we're through to the next round okay. if we win." And then, in and like you just mentioned, uh, so Paulie, like I know you haven't watched, but. Because you're not you're you're one of the it's okay to admit it because I I am like that too it ties are a bit uh, uh, unfulfilling yeah score not not even ties Zero, ties nil nil yeah ties. ties a little bit and then yeah nil nil ties are just, I'm just it's like tough. so you're telling me if both teams buses broke down and they didn't play the game Correct. the result is the it's same the same yeah I'm like I I just it's hard, it's hard to reconcile. Yeah. The good I mean, news is... I think about all my friends that were like waking up at 7 a.m., heading out to a bar, yep. drinking all morning, and then all of a sudden it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's 0-0, nil-nil. But again, against England, who probably should have beat you by two, yeah. that's a good result. It's a good, good result. It's 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 hard to compare it to other... You know, I saw a guy, I saw a guy on Twitter try to make the point, he goes... Oh, you're telling me baseball's not boring? And he posted the 18-inning playoff game. And a guy goes, There's somebody won. It was 2-1. to one. So there was, a, there was a winner at the end of it. Yes, it was a long game, and it was arduous and, and everything else. But at the end of the day, there was a winner. There was a winner in this. The winner was the U.S. They won by getting a draw. It's hard to wrap up. Well, the England around. fans were really mad. They so were, that makes they you were feel livid. Good. Yeah, they were livid. They were really mad. No question. I, and I, so, But I was going to tell Paulie... If the U.S. gets through this game, no more nil-nil ties, right? right? So that's that's exciting. Yeah, there's overtime, there's penalty kicks. Yep. So, someone will win every game in the knockout round. I kind of, I see Paulie's point. I, I do too. I, I do get, too. I, it is sometimes hard when I know, you know, one nothing, zero zero is going to be the result. And it feels almost like if you're watching football, like NFL football, and you get a, you get to drive down the field, just like in soccer, you know how they have to work their way down the field and, you know, make the good passes to get in front of the goal, to even have a chance to maybe get a shot off. It's like you had to drive 60 yards from your own 20 all the way down to the opposing 20. But once you get there, you just get like one play. And if you don't score on that one play from the 20-yard line, then that's it. And then the other team gets a chance to go the other way. It's just really, really hard, even if you're doing a lot of things right, to then put that point on the board. And I... I always feel like, hey, if a team's playing that well and they keep pushing it in there, they should at some point be rewarded by their sport with some sort of scoring when they're really dominating. And I do feel sometimes soccer doesn't reward the teams enough that are playing well. And, and that can be good for the underdog. You know, you pull off more upsets that way. Hey, the guy, that team got seven shots, but they didn't, they didn't score on any of them. We scored on our one and we win one nothing. It does happen. It keeps it interesting and exciting. But it also can throw chaos into the mix. I'm just lot. talking strictly feel, because I understand like the draw was a benefit. A good, for the res- a good result. I, I totally yeah. get that. I was out and about with my wife on Friday morning during the game, anyways. 
but when I checked my phone and saw that it, it yeah. ended nil nil, I was like, eh. Now if it even if they lost, but it was five four and they lost on a <laughs> yes. heartbreaking yes. goal at the end, I'd have been like, Oh, oh I wish I kinda would have saw that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I and that's totally just strictly a feel and an enjoyment factor because I know that ultimately nil nil was beneficial for the United States. I watched the entire game. And I was out of my, I was at my desk working too, uh, sending emails and stuff. And I, I was doing this bit and I have a roller. So every now and then you hear the, oh, and the roller hit the back of the wall because I was jumping up. We had some opportunities. Uh, Pulisic had a really, really good opportunity and just couldn't get it through. Our, our keeper made some really nice saves down the stretch. One that, you know, there was one that could have gone real squirrely. He knocked that down. He was feeling yeah, he had it. a nice game. Oh, he was feeling it. So uh, I loved it, man. I really did. And, and again, every four years, I get way behind this every four years. It's, I, I haven't necessarily come around to you know watching an, an MLS game, and maybe I would if there was a team here. I haven't been to a Loyal game yet. I used to call uh, DuPA for 1904. We never scored those games. I mean, I, I think we scored one goal. I think I had my goal call like two times. So I was a little bored with that. But these games where everything is on the line, you're playing for country, it's not a hard sell for me at all. Did you guys happen to see <laughs> did you happen to see the speech from Argentina's manager at halftime? I did not. I retweeted it. I think we can play it if Paulie wants to download it. So the guys in the locker room, he's he's from France, so he speaks English in this French accent. He's got a translator too. So when he yells, the translator also yells in a different language. <laughs> and it is so fantastic. So fantastic. Now, this is after Argentina it lost was their first game. Yes, so at halftime. And was tied at halftime in their next game. And he goes in and drops the hammer. I don't think there's any curses. You have it? It's what so are we doing here? It's been so many Salut. Salut. Hey. This is a pressing. Pressing doesn't mean you will go high. Matthew, last time, Messi, at the middle of the pitch, he has the ball, you stand in front of the defense. You go to Paris, you go to Marquis in the middle. He's also screaming. Take your phone, you can make a picture with him. So, like, that's the Argentina coach. <laughs> Take your phone. You can make a picture with him if you want. Yes. And then you have the translator. translator. Okay. Okay. Keep it rolling. Yes, yes, yes. You don't feel something here? What I said to Shane, what the last thing you think You don't feel we are able to come back? You don't feel it? Come on, guys, come on, come on. This is a World Cup. This is the World Cup. Give everything. When you are at the edge of the box, you are like this. Now I'm picturing uh, you, Darvish, your Hassan and Kim giving an impassioned speech yes. inside the Padres clubhouse. Yeah, and the guys like, <laughs> and the you get your asses off. <laughs> 
Swing the bat! <laughs> no, it'd be like Bob Melvin giving the speech in English and then having three or four oh, different translators. Yeah, yeah. Four yeah, different. Spanish, all over Korean, the Japanese, all yelling all behind. All at the same time. <laughs> different. Swing the bat! Swing it! When you step in the box, you're standing like this. Stand like Stand this. this. And you just hear You want to get a picture with Albert Pujols? Great. You do it after the game. You idiots. I died. I died. I thought it was so, so good. Speaking of the Padres, we mentioned uh, the Julio Tehran signing earlier. We didn't talk about the, the rumors that kept popping up on, on multiple platforms oh, over the weekend. My bad, it was Saudi Arabia's coach. Sorry. It was Saudi Arabia's yeah, coach uh, connecting the Padres with free agent shortstop Xander Bogarts from the Red Sox. More, I mean, more than enough places, there's enough smoke there that it seems clear that whatever A.J. Preller is doing, it certainly involves at least some you know in-depth discussions about Xander Bogarts, who was not someone that we expected the Padres to be targeting here in the offseason woods. Were you surprised when you saw the Bogarts name pop up? It's the Padres, one of five or six teams that were kind of in on those sweepstakes, knowing they have other holes to fill. Shortstop is certainly not one of them. They have multiple guys who can play shortstop. (laughs) Many, many guys who can play shortstop. Why are you thinking about signing another big money shortstop when you have other positions to fill? I saw this, and I don't know why people um, continue to you know, put their hands to their face and go, oh, why would we be in on Xander Bogarts? I think it's been proven uh, that A.J. Preller is in on everybody always. He's going to call about everybody. So I don't know how serious the rumors are, but I'm not also a moron. And you asked me, did I let my mind drift to a spot where Xander Bogarts is in the lineup for the San Diego Padres? G.D. Wright, I did. That's all I could think about when I saw the news. Um, and then you asked me this morning, you you need to make me understand this. Why would they be into it? Here's the easy I answer. I understand the point. Good players. That's it. You always want good players. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, man. But like, don't you want good players that don't, don't create potential roster problems for you elsewhere? Well, and listen, listen we don't know what... We don't know that there will be a roster problem. Here's the thing, and this is the this is what's making everyone spin out. We don't know the conversations that have been had with Fernando Tatis Jr. We don't know the conversations that have been had with Jake Cronenworth, with Hassan Kim. We don't. We just don't know. We we don't know if Jerkson Profar is coming back. We don't. We haven't heard his name mentioned at all since the day he opted out. I haven't heard of any other teams knocking down his door. We know nothing. So if we're just going to sit in here and speculate. You ask me, would I want Xander Bogarts? My answer is a resounding yes, absolutely. He is a better shortstop than Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim is a very good shortstop, but Xander Bogarts is better. Xander Bogarts is one of the best hitters on the market um, and would be would be phenomenal in this lineup, in this clubhouse, the whole thing. He is the entire total package. Um, I don't know what kind of deal he's looking for either. Is he need? Does he want a ten year deal? Does he want an eight year deal? Is he willing to do a one year deal? A Maybe Carlos a, Correa type yeah, deal Carlos from last Correa year and go try to win a World Series Opt with this team and such, yeah. and then reevaluate. So without knowing any of that, without knowing any of that, all I know is you put, you give me a lineup, Benjamin, of Fernando Tatis Jr. leading off, Xander Bogarts hitting second. Juan Soto hitting third, or some iteration of. Manny Machado hitting fourth. 
and on and on and on and on we go. I'm very happy. Now, next year, I, I don't, I can't find the right way to, I don't have a nickname for what next year is going to be. It's, I will tell you this, they're going for it. They're trying to win a World Series next year. That's indisputable. In like, you cannot dispute that. That's what they want. They want to win a World Series next 2023. That being said, where will Xander Bogarts play? He'll play shortstop. If it were me, he'd play short. Hassan Kim would play second. Maybe Jake Cronenworth plays first. Fernando Tatis Jr. DH is a lot. Maybe he plays some outfield. Maybe he plays some first. I don't know. I'm fine with that kid DHing every game until he's healthy, uh, until he's 100% healthy, the shoulder, the wrist. You know he can handle the, the rigors and grinds of 140 games or whatever he'll, he'll play. I have no problem with that. That lineup, though, is about as dirty as you can get. And that's what we need, man. We really, obviously, besides pitching, we need guys that can can hit the baseball. You could also, you know, trade if you sign yeah. Xander Bogart. You could trade you somebody. Could, you could trade depth. You could trade Hassan Kim. I don't, I don't want him to go, but there wouldn't be as much opportunity for him. Uh, you could put some of that money that he's making toward Bogart. And but it's I, tough because because Jake Cronenworth, finalist for the Gold Glove as well uh, at second base. Do you move a guy like that off second? If there was anybody on this Padres roster, and I've been saying this and beating this drum for the last four years. He's so versatile. Why couldn't he play left field? It worked for Jerks and Profar. If, if there's anybody that, that could say, yeah, whatever. I don't. I asked him when Soto came. I asked him to his face. I go, you know you're going to slide down the lineup now. He goes, I don't care. He goes, I used to hit ninth. I could care less. When it I it led me to scramble to see what Jake Cronenworth's uh, outfield numbers oh, were. Yeah. What are they? Uh, he has a perfect 1,000 fielding percentage in the outfield. Wow. It was one game, six innings. One game. One game, two chances two in chances. low single A ball seven years ago. And that was it. That's well, the extent of his professional out, outfield experience. What is his fielding percentage? 1,000. There you go. Um, what I, <laughs> it's hard I, to find better than 1,000. I, I guess what I don't see is <laughs> I don't see you signing Xander Bogarts to a, you know, a, a six or seven year deal and then also going out and extending Juan Soto at the same time while you're paying Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. We'd be talking about four guys making over a billion dollars on the Padres who are awesome. all, who are, I mean, their top four guys in the lineup. I mean, I guess it's theoretically possible, but that's something we've never even seen like the Yankees do. Correct. Have four guys who make a billion dollars in their lineup at the same time. Hey. Eh. It ain't my money. It ain't my money. <laughs> It's amazing that we still have these discussions now here, and it's possible to have these discussions. Spend a billion dollars on the top half of your lineup, but you win a World Series. Ask, ask Peter's side there if he cares. Yeah, ask anybody if they care. If a they care. billion dollars. Yeah. Again, you don't know what Xander's looking for. You don't know what's out there for him. Uh, if the chance of getting an eight-year deal to go play in, where's realistic? You know, Boston re-signs him. They're not really doing much. I I don't know. Uh, the Yankees need a shortstop. I bet you they'll be calling on Xander Bogarts. But you don't really need a shortstop. But you could use a Xander Bogarts in your lineup. Certainly, uh, he'd be. He's one of the best hitters out there. So I wasn't surprised in the slightest. And I will welcome that dude with the most open arms he's ever seen if he becomes the San Diego Padre. And we'll figure it out later because that lineup's going to be unbeatable. All right. Something we uh, we always enjoy doing here on Ben and Woods is taking a look back at some of our favorite moments. And since we're hitting now, final month here of 2022. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Beginning today and uh, at about 8:20 every morning in this segment, at least. The plan, unless something unusual is going on, we're going to take a look back. And, Paulie, is, this is a great name. Ben and Woods Wrapped. You know where this comes from? 
I'll, I do. I'll explain it. Now. Okay. Well, we'll get to Ben and Woods Wrapped, inaugural edition, as we uh, count down the rest of 2022. Coming up next with Ben and Woods right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Throughout the inside story, you need to join the crew. Podcast with NFL insider Josina Anderson, former NFL cornerback Fred Smoot, and actor Morris Chestnut each week. Players and celebrities join the crew, giving you a peek behind the curtain as they offer real talk on the headlines across the NFL. Follow the crew in the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Ben and Woods Unwrapped. Where does that name come from? Because I no, think it's wrapped. I, wrapped. Yeah, wrapped. Not unwrapped. Wrapped. Unwrapped. Because we're wrapping up the year. Yeah. So Spotify... Those presents are wrapped this holiday season. Right. But I stole it, completely stole it, uh, from Spotify. Now, I'm a Spotify user, Polly Spotify user. Oh, is that when they, like, you're all the things you listen to at yeah. the end of the year? And they wrap it up so cool, and they do, and now what they do, though, is I've been getting emails about it for about two weeks, and I see it in my inbox, I go, <gasps> it's coming, and what they do to you is they, they, they coup d'etat you, they go, hey, you excited for Spotify wrap? Here it is. You're wrapped from last year. And you're oh. like, oh, God. And you go and listen to all, everything you listen to. I love it. I am such a fan of it. I think it's so great. But it is a, a cool name and a good way to look back at some of the great moments uh, from the year. So we're going to do the same yeah, thing. Ben and Woods wrapped. Ben and Woods wrapped yeah. with everything you've listened to on this program. That's exactly right. Over the last some 11 the months. Best moments of the year. Yeah. And just, uh, I, I mean, no particular order. We're not doing not really, an official no. countdown. We no. just thought. 
hey, let's uh, let's use this final month of the year, our, our final shows of the year, to go back and pick some of our favorite moments, which and presumably... Guys, it's a little crazy to think about. We have like three weeks left. We have, we have this week. Yes. We have next week at the winter meetings. Yep. And then we have a four-day week plus the extravaganza on a Friday. Yeah. And that's and it we're for out. us. We're out till the third. <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost home, man. And it's been it's been such a, uh, a crazy year. It's been a fun year. But Polly said, hey, take a look at these. And I, my eyes immediately went to one guy's name. And, I mean, this is a... This is a hell of a way to start. I mean, that's how good this year's been. We're, start, we're starting here. We've had a lot of fun on this show over the years. But we got off on a tangent, shocker, uh, about weddings. This is May 2nd. <laughs> May 2nd. We're talking about weddings. And if you've ever ruined anybody's wedding or ever been to a wedding that got ruined... Again, I was getting ready to go give a best man, best man speech, speech at a wedding that yep, weekend. That's right. So I think that's probably what sparked it. Well, and then, again, we've been together almost five years. First time I've heard this story of <laughs> wedding ruiner Ben Higgins. Yeah, I, uh, I was at a wedding on uh, uh, Sunset Cliffs, very beautiful, overlooking the ocean. I guess I, I, I guess I locked my legs for too long, <laughs> but all of a sudden I started feeling very lightheaded, didn't have a time to sit down. It was a standing sort of wedding. And the next thing I knew, I, I woke up face down in some sand, missed like hitting the the path, like the brick pathway by inches, with my brother in law like slapping me in the face, like wake up, wake up, and the ceremony is going on during all of this. Yeah, and they're still getting a married. Giant commotion in the back. At least I wasn't in the front. But are, they, are they still married? I don't even know. I think so. Was it a family member? It was like a kind of yeah, one of Shelley's like this dozen okay. type things. But uh, yeah, that's I felt like bad. some special street <laughs> version of Alcazar. So out I went. We're talking. This about was before that. the reception or anything. I wasn't. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't you plastered. Yeah. I just Hello simply. Yeah, they said you may have locked your knees, and that's an actual thing. You yeah. can yep. faint. Happened to me when yeah. you stand and lock your knees for too long. So um, we were on that tangent. We were having a great time with it, and uh, then this. people calling in. Oh, we're yeah. reading tweets, having a ball. So we're rolling. We said oh, these have been great calls. Let's take one more. Let's get one more in. Kiss of death. Fanning stories or wedding wrecker stories, 833-288-0973. Let's see what, uh, is this, Dave, you're on the air with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. How are you? Bro, I'm screaming. I'm okay. Oh. I hated those stupid rumors about trading Hosmer. <laughs> and last year, the slump was team-wide. They had a meltdown after the All-Star break. Right. And... I'm a big Eric Hosmer fan. Big, big, big. And, and, ooh, they were making me mad. And I was calling Jonathan Tara about it. And I was, uh, you know, um, I know Eric Hosmer's a dang good baseball player. And during that Steam game, perfect defense record. <laughs> that was good. Did you ruin a wedding, though, Dave? That's, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, are you okay? That's fine. No, no, it's good. good, good. Oh, I have oh a feeling God. that he has ruined a, at least a reception. I once or maybe twice. without knowing, just without knowing. Uh, that clip was dated May second, and it's titled "Caller Dave Brings the Show to a Halt." Yeah, a grinding, screeching he halt. Ruined a wedding. He ruined a radio segment. <laughs> just right there. Just stop down. Although Dave's cadence is legendary. It is legend. Big, big, big. That was good. <laughs> that was good. We got that forever. <laughs> we got we have drops from that. So uh Ben and Woods Rats will continue. Big. We'll continue 
until oh, we get out of here. He realizes if um, if Eric Hosmer was as good as he thought that Padres probably could have gotten some team to accept anything, five percent of his salary. Nickel, one nickel. Fill the soda machines. Anything. <laughs> get nothing. Paying that man still, but no. We need some new batting practice balls. Just anything. And literally, guys, we are so low on seeds. Ship us some David seeds, a truckload, <laughs> and we will give you Eric Hosmer. No, not happening. All right, Send we will. Uh, we've been putting this off. We'll come back. Woods and I go toe to toe on the college football weekend. USC this was Notre awkward Dame. for me this Wasn't morning. It? Just watching you two fight it <laughs> out. Well, Mr. LA is going to come to bat again for you. Him. Are you're in the torture chamber though? Things could not have gone worse. <laughs> For the Fighting Irish in that game. Uh, the playoff now, very intriguing as well. Get some football talk coming up next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Going to get into some college football here. I did see the news uh, this morning. Uh, Brett McMurphy reporting. We're not going to have to wait until Sunday to find out where San Diego State is going for their bowl game. It's out there. Uh, San Diego State going to take on Middle Tennessee in the Hawaii Bowl Much on better. Christmas Eve. Much better. Better than the New Mexico Bowl yeah. or the famous Potato Bowl yes. or the Arizona Beef Bowl. Brady Bowl or whatever. So, is it uh, Beef O'Grady or Brady? Brady. Okay. Like Brady Hope. Is that a restaurant? I believe it is a restaurant, not a chain that we'll get over here, but no. in the southern, eastern part of the country, Beef O'Brady's. But, uh, yeah, Aztecs against Middle Tennessee. Not a marquee opponent, obviously, but certainly a, a pleasant destination for the football program to end their season. And uh, you can throw in a little college football with your uh, your Christmas Eve dinner and sitting around the tree on December 24th. When the Aztecs will wrap up their season, so yeah, usually you have to wait until selection Sunday. I'm okay with oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, not a not a bad choice. I believe it's a Friday night. I Christmas think so. is on a yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. That's right. uh, that's your Aztec wrapper upper. Boy, that, I, at least unofficially. I gotta imagine that phone came and they're like, "Yes, done." <laughs> uh, you guys like to play in the Hawaii Bowl? Yes, done. Absolutely, hundred percent. The players get stoked, like you know, New Mexico. Hey, the basketball team got to go to Maui. Football we get team to go now. Yeah, gets to go exactly. to Honolulu. It's like Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's uh, been your year. J.D. Wicker gets to go to Hawaii a bunch, just like just I did like this yourself. year. Just like yourself. So I want to, let's start here. Let's we're going to start here? Let's start here on, on the USC-Notre Dame game. 
right? Got a lot of listeners, USC fans, a few Notre Dame fans out there. It's fine. Caleb Williams is a super freak. I want to give that man every ounce of propers that I could possibly bestow upon him. May have won the Heisman Trophy no, he, with his performance. He won the Heisman Trophy. He was unlikely won the Heisman. He trophy. was unbelievable. He was. And uh, that one scramble. No, oh, the eighty-yard was, scramble wasn't a touchdown, but no, it was, it was, they, they it was incredible. It. He ran eighty yards. I think he he got twenty yards, <laughs> but he ran eighty yards to get it. So, watch the game. I had. I had a plan in my head of how Notre Dame could beat USC. And my plan was, if you win the toss, take the ball. What did they do? They won the toss. They deferred it. You put this high-powered offense out on the field right out of the chute. And what happens? They march right down the field, and they score a touchdown. I'm kicking the TV. I'm screaming at the TV. The game wasn't over at that point. No, not by a long stretch. But again, in my mind, to win that game, Notre Dame has a really good offensive line and they have three really good running backs. The quarterback is just about as middling as it gets, and I know he went 18 of 20 and 16 in a row, but that's neither here nor there. Don't let their world-beating Heisman Trophy candidate on the field. He's going to get there eventually, and he's probably going to score. Keep him off the field. Grind the clock down. Play Notre Dame football from 1932. you got Michael Mayer, the best tight end in the world, if you need to throw a pass, throw it to him. Chew the clock. What, is, what does Marcus Freeman do? They win the toss. Oh, yeah, we'll defer. We want it in the second half. Great. SC marches right down. They score. And I'm looking at this going, I just don't understand. Now I'll say this. For as good as their offense is, as good as Caleb Williams is, their defense is pathetic. It's horrible. Horrible. They're going to get trounced if they make the playoffs. Absolutely. A Michigan, an Ohio State is or not Ohio State, Georgia, uh, Georgia. They're going to lose by thirty. And, and now he's gonna, they'll be, be double-digit underdogs. If it's a one-four Georgia USC matchup, yeah, look for USC to be a double-digit underdog. In and that Caleb's going to keep you in the game. He's going to keep you in the game. He's going to score points even against the vaunted SEC defenses. But man, their defense is bad. You're not. You can't win a championship with the defense like that. What pissed me off was this morning you came in and you said. Well, they'll make the. They're in the playoffs. If and they, you said they shouldn't. The Pac-12 championship shouldn't cost them a playoff. Well, it's. I don't think that the TCU losing should cost them either. Now USC has one loss and TCU doesn't. Right, they but, have zero. You know, I was looking at the argument. Uh, Dan Wetzel is actually from Yahoo Sports. Made the argument that the four teams that are should be the top four in the playoff rankings tomorrow: Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC shouldn't be punished for having to play an extra game, a conference championship game, that that Alabama and Ohio State no longer have the opportunity to play in. Their seasons are done. They can't play their way in with a win this week. They, they have nothing left to show. So why would, you, why would you punish a team that has one game remaining that didn't, uh, you know, that when other teams don't even have to put themselves on the line? You'd essentially be saying you're better off not making your conference championship game at all than getting there and losing. No, because well, aren't you better off getting to your conference? Always better off getting to your conference championship game than not getting there. Who who are the two teams that you said? Ohio Alabama. State and Alabama are going to be five and six, and it's going to be important. You don't which one's five and which one's six when they do the rankings tomorrow? Because there's no way that. Alabama, if, if Alabama is... This is the first week where the rankings are actually yeah, important. Well, yeah, because if, if there's no way, if Alabama's five and 
Ohio State six or vice versa, there's no way the six can pass the five in the next rankings because nothing will change with those two teams. Correct. You're saying you're saying that if you're the committee, we have made our decision and Ohio State is better than Alabama or Alabama is better than Ohio State. And there's an argument each way. Ohio State has only the one loss to Michigan. Alabama has two losses, but they're both final play on the road you know, games, and they played a tougher schedule in the SEC than you know Ohio State did in the Big Ten. There, it's a very close call as to which team should be five and which team should be six. But whichever is there, you figure, is the first one to step in if one of those top four teams falters. I'm just, I just thought the argument that Dan Wetzel made, which was, why would you punish a team for making their conference championship game? You don't think as, and reward a team that didn't even get there. You don't think Alabama or Ohio State would kill for the opportunity to win their way into a national championship, and they, now they, you, the USC fan, says, "Well, we shouldn't be punished. You can't be a playoff team if you lose to Utah twice. You can't." So you have the the ball is in your court. All you got to do is beat Utah. And if you're a playoff team, a team sh- that you probably should have beat, should have beat the first time, time you played. Yes, that you kill for that. And, opportunity. and I and your argument's a good one. It really is. Well, as a Notre Dame fan, what have I heard my entire life? <laughs> you're not in the. You don't even have to play a conference championship. I'll kill to. I'll kill to have a chance to win that game and vault me into the playoffs. Period. Notre Dame has gotten into the playoffs they have. several times. Though. Yeah, but you know why. Because of their strength of schedule, which is clutch, and that's what I look at. Right, I, that's the thing it, I probably look just, at the most. I guess it's funny though if if for some reason the bus USC's bus broke down on the way to Vegas for Friday night's game against Utah, and they had to cancel the game, they'd probably be in the playoff because there'd be no reason to knock them down from where they are right, right. now from four. But if they play the game and you know they lose forty five forty four, now you're saying they don't deserve to go to the playoff. Correct. Anymore. Correct. That's tough. So Alabama and Ohio State are simply faint. Right now, they're just sitting at home. You're talking about all they can do is cheer for a team to lose ahead of them. You're talking about two teams that are top four in strength of schedule. And ultimately, this is why college football is stupid. Both of those teams should be in a playoff. Absolutely. Shouldn't be a four team playoff. And this is exactly exactly right. Why? It's exactly right. (laughs) Because here's the thing. As much as everyone's, you know, licking their chops over the thought of a four-game playoff without Alabama and Ohio State in it, it's better for college football if they're in it. I'm, I want to see a ten and two Alabama team that, by the way, had the toughest strength of if, schedule if, according to this metric. I'm looking at right here team rankings. Um, number one is Alabama. Number four is Ohio State. Number thirty-six is USC. If Alabama played TCU on a neutral field, who would you favor? Alabama. If Ohio State played TCU on a neutral field, who would you favor? Ohio State. If Alabama played USC on a neutral field, who would you favor? If Alabama. Who? If, and if Ohio State played USC on a neutral field, who would you favor? Ohio State. I tend to agree. Right. I really do. I tend to agree. I mean, I'll give the Ohio State-USC. I bet you that's a hell of a game. Yeah. Stroud against Williams. But again... That defense can't stop anybody. You couldn't stop Drew Pine. If he hadn't fumbled the ball at the beginning of the second half, it's a whole different ballgame. By your argument, then, a win by USC over Utah shouldn't really make that much of a difference anyway. It's it's more about cementing where you already are. But like, maybe you, they shouldn't be there. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't be in the top four right now. I think they should. I do. You I do think, think they, they should I, think they, I absolutely think they're a top four team. They handled the business that was in front of them. They had one misstep. It was by one point. Here's your opportunity now, though. 
to cement but that Ohio number Ohio State four. had one misstep. Now, is it home by many, many points? Many, many points. Alabama got, had two missteps. They were both on the road, on the road. by one play, a two-point conversion. The world, the and, world is going to crumble if Alabama somehow makes it into the playoff. And I look at Alabama and go, I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at a 10 and 2 Alabama getting in. I'm not at all. Not in the slightest. Teams that didn't take care of business, obviously Ohio State, um, you know, you're not going to get a more oh. disappointing loss at home to that your rival. LSU was a pretty big one. Um, let's see. Uh, Iowa didn't take care of business. Purdue sneaks into the Big 10 Championship Crazy. game against Michigan. Oregon with a oh, 34 to 10 lead over Oregon State gives up 28 unanswered in Corvallis to lose 38-34 to knock them out of the playoff picture and the Pac-12 championship game, they may be coming now to the Holiday Bowl. Uh, you know, Holiday Bowl is great, but that is a big letdown for Oregon. Uh, the way their season came to an end uh, over the weekend against their rivals. So some teams got it done, some teams didn't get it done. Clemson, yeah, I mean, losing to South Carolina, brutal. That's a brutal loss as well. Uh, it was a very interesting weekend in college football, to say the least. It was also. A very interesting Sunday in the NFL. We'll get to some uh, pro football talk right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Well, I am jealous. I'm jealous I didn't think of it. I'm jealous I didn't see it at the time. And honestly, I'm jealous I didn't fly to Philadelphia last night to take the picture myself. But RG3, I don't know who took the picture. He posted it. It was great. It was so after Aaron Rodgers got hurt last night and had to leave the game and, and Jordan Love came in as his backup. The game ended with the Eagles beating the Packers 40-33. to The quarterbacks of the two teams are walking off the field, and someone got the perfect shot, Jordan Love on the left, Jalen Hurts on the right, and it just has the two jerseys, Love Hurts. Love Hurts. Which was just I mean, like, Pulitzer Prize-winning photograph right there. No doubt. At the end of that game last night, which was a pretty good one. Jalen Hurts is, uh, I mean, making his MVP case very solidly. With uh, 157 rushing yards, most of them in the first half, 153 passing yards. He's such a dual threat right now uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But it was an interesting day yesterday. Is there a coach in in the NFL who goes more from young genius to idiot on a week-to-week basis than Brandon Staley of the Chargers? I mean, you're either saying what an unbelievable fool he is one week or how his gutsy gambling style is saving the Chargers the next week and... My goodness, yesterday, down seven, they score the touchdown with 12 seconds to go and decide to go for two against the Arizona Cardinals, and they call the play, they convert it, uh, you know, they got Justin Herbert and win that game that maybe saved their season uh, with a 25-24 win. If they lose, it's their sixth loss. They might have to win out to, to make the playoffs their last five games. Whole different ball game for the Chargers with that win yesterday. Well, listen, I watched that game and I watched the end of the uh, Jags game. Doug Peterson going for two. Look, when you're Doug Peterson, you really don't have much to lose. Let's, yeah, have, let's have some fun. But the Chargers do have some stuff to uh, lose. Absolutely. I was I was making dinner and I went, oh God, he's going to, oh, he's doing it. Oh my God, he's going to do it. Now you got the personnel to do it. I mean, you, you absolutely do. Justin Herbert is brilliant. He's he made some brilliant throws yesterday. It's the right call. It's the right call. You've got the ball. It's so ballsy, you but it's know, the right call. It's the to me, it is the right call. Even if it doesn't work out, you should be prepared. If you're a coach and you don't have a play that you feel confident that you can convert sixty to seventy percent of the time as a two point conversion, it's always better to go for the win. If you feel like you got a 
of three and five chance of winning that game. It's better than going to overtime, and then there's a coin flip, yep. and who knows if you get the ball back. Go for it if you think you can convert that play 60 to 70% of the time. The Chargers do. It's an easy. It should be an easy decision for coaches. It seemed to be uh, pretty easy, for but him. most coaches don't because if they go to overtime and they lose, you blame the players. Yeah, yeah. If the coach calls for two and you don't make it, everyone blames the coach. coach. You idiot! Just coach, tie it. You're coach on the road. Hates getting blamed What's in that situation. What's the rule? Tie at home. Go for it on the road. Yeah, yeah. and they were on the road. We're although the road. Arizona never wins at home, never. So I don't know if that's a huge factor in that game. Well, I had a tweet already to fire up, and then the Chargers won, and it was only the Chargers can make the Arizona Cardinals look like a halfway decent football team, and they did for four quarters. Uh, yeah, I mean, you should be blowing the doors oh. off a team like that if you're a playoff team. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, a couple of huge losses yesterday. The Ravens going down was just... Uh, Seahawks losing to the Raiders? Nuts. In overtime, what a 86-yard walk-off run there by Josh Jacobs. He had a over 300 all-purpose yards in that game, 229 rushing yards. Uh, pretty impressive. Our pal Jim Trotter just put up a nice piece on uh, <clears throat> on NFL.com. And it's the trust tiers, the the division leaders that he trusts the most. Ooh, interesting because it's it's a small list. Well, and he's got one in there that I I can't I'm not behind yet entirely, but he, the ones he trusts a lot. Kansas City Chiefs. I watched the majority of that game yesterday. Yeah, yeah they look fair pretty, enough. Pretty locked in nine and two. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, not a big stretch there. Yeah, he's, even their loss to the the Vikings a couple of weeks ago, they should have won that. He's one. got the Niners as one that he trusts a lot. And I watched them struggle to beat the Saints yesterday, Ben. They did. They struggled to beat the Saints. I know uh, Tr- Christian McCaffrey's been a game changer there and all that, but he's got them in the a lot category. This one su- uh, su- uh, surprised me as well a little bit. Not buying into the Miami Dolphins, who continue to just keep winning, and Tua keeps continuing to have really good performances week after week, 8-3, uh, and three, leading the AFC East. They've um, got the worst point differential in that whole division. It's actually worse than the last place Patriots, who are plus 37. They're only plus 26. They don't play as well on the road, but can they do it in cold weather yeah. games in December? I understand the skepticism for the Dolphins right now. I really do. Um, yeah, Titans, I don't totally trust. I mean, you just feel like. Yeah, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs and then they're gonna lose their first yeah, game in the first round. Don't you um, feel the not at alls? He's got Baltimore Ravens. I mean, that was such a big big loss. Yeah, they the were Jags. they were my team going this forward. I was I was excited about the Ravens and Vikings. He's got in the not at alls. That loss to the Dallas Cowboys was deflating. Yeah, they came back and the won the next week though. They did, they did. But the Dallas Cowboys exposed something that I think other teams might also. Be able to expose in and, the postseason. And then the Bucks. Oh, my God. Watching them yesterday. Watching Tom Brady outdueled by Jacoby Brissett was one for the ages. One for the ages. Sad that it's come down it to It really, that. yeah. I guess you just hung them up, man. All right. We've got uh, one hour still to go of uh, Ben and Woods. It's been a good show. We've got tons of topics we've gotten to already. We'll get back to more Padres talk. Rindle Report with some TV theme songs next as well. All ahead here on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 